and welcome. You are now listening to the Space Witch Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque. Welcome back to another episode. This week is going to be quite the week, or at least this episode will be quite the episode, because I'm basically going to be packing in three weeks worth of astrology transits, and I'm going to be packing it all into one episode for you guys because it's been a couple weeks since I've posted anything and I've been really meaning to and life has just been busy and crazy for me lately. So here we are. So the last time I posted a weekly astrological forecast, the last week I did was January 20th through the 26th. So Naturally, I will be starting this episode by going over our transits for January 27th through January 27th through February 2nd, which I know was a couple weeks ago, so it might not make sense, but I think it's good to just kind of recap on what's been going on so we can kind of keep up with the energy and the momentum of what's happening. So that week, it started off with Neptune in Pisces on Monday the 27th. We also had Venus in Pisces. So when Venus is in Pisces, this could bring in new romantic love, or you could feel more love for someone that you're already in a relationship with. But you have to be really careful because Neptune is the planet that rules Pisces. And Neptune is also the planet of like the rose colored glasses. So this rules like dreams and illusions. And it really kind of gives that smoke and mirrors effect. And the thing you really need to be careful with is just making sure that people that you're seeing romantically are who they say they are and that they are kind of matching up with everything that they say like you know they might tell you they love you and you know they want to get married and do all this romantic stuff but you know make sure like are they doing other things that are kind of like pissing you off or are they lying to you or is there something shady you think is going on are they cheating I don't know obviously I'm not saying that if you're in a relationship that this is definitely going on But when Venus is in Pisces, this is definitely something to be aware of because I feel like even though Venus in Pisces is a very loyal and romantic placement, I feel like you have to be careful sometimes because like like I said, Pisces is all about illusions. And because it's about illusions, I've noticed personally that sometimes Pisces placements can actually come off as being like kind of a liar at times. And again, this isn't true for all Pisces or all Pisces placements, but it can happen. So just be careful because like I see this sometimes as being like the fuck boy placement or one of them. (laughs) So yeah, just stay on your toes. If people are telling you they love you and all this like romantic stuff, make sure that they're not bullshitting you or that, I don't know, make sure there's not something sneaky or something underlying going on with that and that they actually align with what they say. You know, like do their actions match up with what they say they're going to do or what they want to do. And then last that on that week, Tuesday the 28th, that was considered to be a low energy day because Mars, the plant, the planet of action and vitality and like movement and energy, that planet made a square to Neptune, which could make you feel kind of like overrun with negative feelings. So you could be fe- feeling very guilty or shameful during that time. You may have had an issue with that. The Mars Neptune square can also represent a low immune function. So I, I guess this won't really be helpful to you guys now, but you would have wanted to be really careful with how you treat your body and all that stuff. And then that brings us closer to uh, February 1st for that week. So February starts off with this square between the Aquarius sun and Taurus moon. And that happened on Saturday, February 1st. So that kind of gives us a brief moment of kind of like a tug between like freedom and security. So um, 
you may have started off the month kind of feeling very conflicted about something and maybe like wanting security but also wanting your freedom and maybe that has to do with a relationship or a job or some sort of decision like that that's kind of what I'm seeing here is like you know you may have had to make a really big decision during that time and it kind of feels like you're being tugged both ways because it's like you know on one hand you might be really financially secure and everything's good and happy but on the other hand like maybe you're really lacking a lot of freedom and you really want to take back some of your independence during that time. So that was that first week that I missed. The next week I'm going to be covering is February 3rd through the 9th, which I believe... Yeah, so that brings us into this week. So the reason I said I was going to be going over like three weeks of transits is because I kind of just decided that while I'm doing this, I'm just going to go straight into next week's transits because it's Friday, so most of the week is already over. So I'll talk a little bit about what's been going on this week, and then I will cover next week. So This week is February 3rd through February 9th, and we may have spent this week feeling very emotional, especially like with our thoughts and our communication style, because on Monday, Mercury actually left Aquarius and moved into Pisces, and it's going to be there for the next two months. So we might be more sensitive with how we communicate. We might be more aware of other people's feelings, or maybe we'll be made aware of how our words can impact other people's feelings. And it can be really tough having Mercury in Pisces because Mercury is a planet that's all about logic. It's a very logical planet. And when it goes into Pisces, Pisces is very emotional. Pisces is like all emotion. So it can be really hard kind of navigating through this transit. I think a lot of us might be struggling during this time to say what we really feel or what we really mean to say because I feel like when we're ruled by our emotions, we kind of expect other people to like read our minds and to know what's going on. And that's just not always the case. You can't really do that. But yeah, so just, you know, you want to be careful, especially because like, so Mercury is the planet that rules Virgo and Virgo is the opposite sign of Pisces. So Pisces is just really not (laughs) in its home here. So whenever a sign is in the planet of its opposite sign that usually means that the planet is or the sign or that placement (laughs) I'm sorry guys I'm tripping over my words here it means that that placement is in detriment um, because it's not in its home it's in the opposite of like where it should be so for example my moon is in Capricorn and that's considered to be in detriment because Capricorn's opposite sign is Cancer And Cancer is ruled by the moon. So when you have the moon in Capricorn, that means that it would be in detriment. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, You can apply that to any other planet and sign um, if you know the opposite signs. So that's that. Moving on, getting back to what I was saying about uh, Mercury and Pisces. Yeah, so we were during this time, we might just feel really overcome with our emotions. It might feel like our emotions are kind of guiding us through this time instead of using logic and reasoning to like move forward. The good news is, is that Pisces is a very creative sign. It's all about imagination. So even though communication might be a little challenging during this time, you might be really inspired. You might be feeling really creative and artistic. You might be more likely to pursue your dreams during this time, or this would maybe be a good time to start manifesting dreams that you want to pursue or dreams you want to follow that maybe you just haven't. On the negative side, and this kind of goes back to what I said about how sometimes Pisces is kind of like a liar. You know, you might deal with people either lying to you or you might find yourself lying because this can make for a very convincing 
a liar during this time as well. So you just really want to be careful about that. The, I mean, I will say, obviously, like lying is not good and maybe a little delusional at times and really not healthy. And I'm not saying that I support lying. However, this goes back to what I was saying about how it's a good time to manifest because if you're really in your feelings and you really feel like you can pursue a dream, you know, sometimes manifesting stuff is kind of like lying to yourself, which I know that sounds crazy. But, you know, if you really want to be an artist or a singer or a podcaster or whatever it is that you want to do, you know, this would be probably a good time to use those I am affirmations and say, like, I am a singer. I am a podcaster. I am a artist or painter or whatever it is that you want to pursue. So (laughs) I will say, even though lying is obviously not good in a very twisted way, it can kind of be helpful for manifesting stuff because the thing about manifesting is you kind of just tell yourself that you are something until it becomes true because your subconscious does not want to lie to you so therefore if you subconsciously believe that you can become something your brain will actively work to make it a true thing unless you don't believe it if you don't believe it then it doesn't really work anyways (laughs) i'm getting so off topic here guys i'm so sorry all right let i'm gonna try to stop being so squirrely oh and so we have a mercury retrograde coming up later this month so It'll still be in Pisces, and that's going to be up until April. So it's coming, guys. Mercury retrograde is coming. And if you are feeling scared or worried about Mercury retrograde, please do not feel scared or worried. If you actually scroll back to my one of my older podcasts, I have a podcast called The Do's and Don'ts of Mercury Retrograde. So I give you guys all the tips on how to survive a Mercury retrograde. It does not have to be bad or scary. It's actually one of my favorite times of the year because the whole world is quiet and no one is bothering me or texting me or calling me and I honestly, honestly love it. So just be aware of that. So yeah, that's enough about Mercury and Pisces and Mercury retrograde. Venus actually shifts on Friday, February 7th into Aries, which again, this is another placement that I would say would be in its detriment because Venus rules Libra and Aries is Libra's opposite sign. So this can be a really uncomfortable placement. You know, Aries is a very, uh, can be an aggressive sign. It's much more driven, much more energetic, more impulsive than Libra. So when you put it in the planet of love, it kind of concentrates on its own needs instead of the needs of others. You know, generally people with Venus and Aries, they tend to get heartbroken a lot because they jump into things really impulsively. Also, Aries is a fire sign, so it's one of those planets that's like all about me, me, me. So the thing is with this Venus and Aries transit is that during this time, like if you if you are someone who is more of a giver, you kind of need to be more of a taker during this time and try to avoid kind of letting people walk all over you or just taking too much from you. This is a really good time to work on being assertive and being more direct about what you want and I would say this is also a great time for manifesting because, you know, Aries is a very direct, no bullshit sign. So this would be a really good time to get clear on what it is that you want and what you're here for, basically, and what you want to do with your life. So, yeah, this will kind of be a a lesson that we'll be working on for the next four weeks while Venus is in Aries. Yeah, I think a lot of this is just going to be about, like, figuring out your own self-worth, knowing what you want, knowing what you don't want. Again, if you're single right now and you're looking for a relationship, I would say that this energy is perfect for really just getting clear on like, you know, what do you want in a partner and, you know, what are you going to stand for and what are you not going to stand for and what are you passionate about and what are you not passionate about? Really, really great energy for like cutting through all the bullshit. 
And then we have a Leo full moon, which is happening early on Sunday, February 9th. It's going to be very illuminated by the Aquarius sun because the sun is in Aquarius right now. So that's going to be opposing this moon. And as you guys know, every full moon is the highest, highest power point of the month because the full the fullness, sorry, excuse me, guys, <laughs> the fullness of the full moon, you know, full moons are all about completion and the ending of cycles. So this is a great time to just be really grateful for what you have and to look back on your goals and to see how far you've come, what you could do better next time. Start thinking about, you know, maybe like what you want to do at the next lunar cycle. And it's just a great time to celebrate and just have a lot of gratitude for what's what, what you've done so far and what you've accomplished. You know, this this full moon is all about completions and endings. And with the full moon being in Leo, this is a great time to, you know, work on leadership issues, personal creative projects, anything to do with children, and just bringing things to a successful and positive conclusion. Leo is ruled by the sun, and so it's all about vitality and creation and energy. So any creative projects you might be wrapping up or anything, like I said, anything to do with children stuff of that nature, this is a really good time to kind of examine that and to look at it and see how far you've come and how far, you know, you're going to go next time and try to, you know, maybe think about what it is that you could have done better or, yeah, okay, I'm repeating myself, but you guys, you guys get what I'm saying. So (laughs) that is this week. Moving on to next week, which is February 10th through the 16th. So Valentine's Day is coming up that week and Obviously, Valentine's Day is on Friday, February 14th, which is honestly perfect because for those of you who don't know, every day of the week is actually ruled by a different planet. And Friday is actually ruled by Venus, which Venus is the planet of beauty and love and affection. So that's actually really awesome that Valentine's Day happens to fall on a Friday this year. Anyways, so Mercury is actually going to be going retrograde on Sunday, February 16th. So if you guys have any weekend Valentine's Day plans, keep in mind, most of you guys should be fine if you planned this before the retrograde happens. You guys shouldn't have any issues, but um, I will say that if you are going somewhere or have plans to do something, be mindful and expect delays. That's really the biggest thing about Mercury retrograde. Everyone gets so freaked out because they think they're going to like die or something during Mercury retrograde. And really, it's not that anyone's going to die or anything bad's going to happen, just expect there to be some delays. So like if you have plans to go on a trip, it might take you a little bit longer to go on that trip. You know, and also if you're going on a trip, make sure you pack all your stuff and you have everything double check, triple check because you might forget something important. But again, delays might happen. You might have issues with your car or you might, you know, go on a trip and realize you did forget something at home. So you have to go turn around and go back and get that thing. Maybe, you know, you go to check into a hotel or you have an appointment somewhere and there's something wrong with their computer. So you have to wait a couple more minutes. Things like that. You know, I remember over the summer I took a trip to Acadia and my fiance and I went to a restaurant and while we were there and, you know, I think I've told the story before, but that that restaurant we went to ended up being so understaffed. So it took us a really long time to get our food and it was very chaotic and I felt really bad for that waitress. But yeah, so like I said, just be mindful that Mercury retrograde, you know, you might have some delays, but don't worry. It's going to be okay. You will get it fixed. You will get through it. It's not going to be the end of the world. You guys can handle this, I promise. <laughs> and also on a positive side too, Mercury retrogrades are also a good time to recover anything that was lost. So if you guys were missing anything or, 
you know, there's an issue that's been bothering you, you know, this is a good time to kind of think and work on some of those issues. And like I've said, I I think I said this in my do's and don'ts of Mercury Retrograde episode, you know, (laughs) do not backslide on any romantic relationships like, you know, old friends and, you know, exes might pop up right now and they might talk to you and be like, hey, like, I'm sorry, like I was wrong and blah, blah, blah. Don't get back together with them, at least not during the retrograde. It might be okay after the retrograde, but if anything, try to wait until the retrograde is over because if you do kind of make up during the retrograde, you're going to kind of realize like, oh, this actually wasn't what I thought it was or there's something wrong here or there's just there's going to be something that you're missing. So do not get back together with exes or anything like that during uh, Mercury retrograde. If anything, wait till it's over. And, you know, sometimes, like, here's the thing. Mercury retrograde serves a purpose. So sometimes these relationships can work out. I made friends with someone who I had stopped being friends with in high school that I used to be very close with. And she contacted me during a Mercury retrograde. And we we kind of made up and became friends again. Obviously, I wouldn't say we're as close as we used to be. But, you know, we're on good terms now. So everything's been fine. So it's all good. So it's things like that. It, c- it can be okay. But for the most part, you want to avoid it during a Mercury retrograde if you can. And this retrograde, like I said, it might be more problematic because Mercury is in Pisces. So there's going to be less logical thinking. We're going to be more dreamy and, you know, have those rose-colored glasses on. And it just, when you have those rose-colored glasses on with Pisces, everything looks so much better than it actually is, which, again, this is why I would definitely recommend waiting to go back to any relationships until after the retrograde. And maybe after Pisces or Mercury moves out of Pisces because you'll be thinking and seeing things more clearly. So, yeah, basically during this time, like, you know, don't assume that anyone is saying what they really mean because everything's going to be kind of filtered through through those rose colored glasses. So just be cautious, you know, but everything's going to be fine. Again, it's just the typical Mercury retrograde and Mercury and Pisces stuff. So just be aware of that. And then just so you guys know, the retrograde will be over on March 9th. So it does go on for about two to three weeks. But, you know, learn to work with this energy and enjoy this time. You know, go within, meditate, journal, you know, spend time with yourself. And, you know, if you have friends that like, you know, you haven't seen in a while that like, you know, you you were on good terms with, I definitely say this is a great time to like go to a coffee shop and like get coffee with a friend or, you know, have them over and drink tea and hang out. Like, I, I love Mercury Retrograde Energy actually for hanging out with friends and just having that nice cozy quiet time with people that you love. So that's all well and good. Um, and then the other most significant thing that's going to be happening this week is on Sunday, February 16th, when Mars actually moves into Capricorn, which I love, love, love Mars and Capricorn energy. It is the opposite of what I have, which is Mars and Cancer. And I love people with Mars and Capricorn because they are just so good at like getting shit done and they're very no bullshit sign and they're very direct and grounded and I just, I love them. So this is going to be like the green light to start a new project and it's going to, there's going to be a lot of focus. Like if you are starting a new project, you're going to be focusing on duties and responsibilities of whatever the job is, you know, and I, like I said, I love Mars and Capricorn because Mars is all about action and vitality. And then you have Capricorn, which is this awesome cardinal sign. And it's a very goal-oriented sign. It's a very driven sign, even though it's not a fixed sign. Capricorns are very good about taking steps to work towards what they want. And they're just very, like, because they're ruled by Saturn, they're very kind of strict and efficient. And so this energy that's going to be coming through in this transit is going to be really, really great for 
you know, just getting shit done. You know, if there's something you've been procrastinating, I can't talk. If there's something you've been procrastinating on or something you've been putting off and there's just a project that you need to do, this is going to be the time to do it. However, because Mercury is going to be in retrograde, you know, like I said, I recommend being really careful if you have to sign any contracts. Wait until the Mercury retrograde is over if you can. If you can't, you know, make sure you read it, you know, two times, three times, four times, like triple check everything. Make sure you're not missing anything or any fine print because, you know, you can get into some trouble with that. If you're making any important decisions, if you're moving in with a new roommate, if you're, you know, leasing a house or leasing an apartment or something or a car, I don't know, leasing something, whatever people lease, you know, just make sure that you're reading the fine details and looking everything over. And if you are starting a new project, that's great. You know, like I said, just make sure you have all your ducks in a row and that you're not making any agreements too impulsively or without like triple checking everything. So yeah, that's a lot to get caught up on. I hope everything I said is helpful and makes sense to you guys. Sorry if I was a little all over the place. But yeah, that is your astrological forecast for these three weeks. And, you know, hopefully... I will get it back into my routine and I will be back next week with another astrological forecast. I'm also going to be posting a second podcast episode this week for real this time and I'm going to be getting caught up on some of the things I wanted to talk about then. So with all that being said, I love you guys. Don't forget that you are so much more than your sun sign and if you enjoyed this, please share it with a friend, leave a rating and a review on iTunes and as always, my books are open for natal chart readings, which thank you guys so much for purchasing readings. I love it and appreciate it so much. And I love that you guys seem to love them as well. So, all right, this is getting really long. So I'm going to peace out now. Bye guys.